Jesus. God, I thank you. I want to be more like your presence around me, in me. Your light shining through me that I may walk in heavenly places that I can see the glory of God like never before. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place, oh God. Oh God, I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you, God, that you are going to do a work on the potter's will in our hearts and our minds. Hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be, if you can come from behind the fig tree, if you can come from behind the fig leaves, God can heal you. If you can come from behind the fig leaves, God can heal you. I'm going to give you the definition for healing. Correct or put right. Become sound or healthy again. If we can just come from behind our sins, our faults, our deception and lies. God can really come and do the work that he desires in you. That you're not continuously walking backwards. Walking in a rebellious state. And a lot of times God can't do the complete or full healing because you have not submitted to what he's telling you to do. So you're only getting a glimpse or you're only getting a small portion of his glory. You're not getting the full effects of it because you have not made up your mind to tread or to walk all the way through in the things of God. And you don't understand, it's not what you do in the inner courts, it's what you do after you leave the presence of God that causes God's glory to pull away from you. So the reason why we're not experiencing the full power and the full anointing in this dispensation of the church age is because the Gentiles are walking in their own will. And Jeremiah says this, 4 and 22. He says, for my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are silly children. And they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil. But to do good, they have no knowledge. And we're going to talk about Adam and Eve. Let's go to Genesis, the second chapter. And I'm going to be skipping around Genesis, the second chapter, but let's go here to verse 7. God formed man of the dust of the earth of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Let's go on down to 15. And the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. 
But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. One of the things about God, don't be twisted about anything. He makes it very plain and clear, the instructions he's giving you. Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter, tells you about the confusion of the mind. A lot of times you're getting stuff mixed up because you fail to hearken to the voice of God and then you create your own doctrine. And it's the doctrine of Baal. So a lot of times God is giving you instructions, but you put your instructions on top of God's instructions. Because when he spoke to Adam in the Garden of Eden, he told them what the tree would do. And forbidding him not to do it. And you want to know why you're sick? Why you're lame? Why all of these sins upon you? Why you're suffering? Why the curses are falling and working. A curse without a cause should not light or come to effect. Because you're not doing what God has called you to do. You're still doing what you want to do, but yet you come to church and God sees your nakedness. He sees your sins, your discretions. He sees the things that you're doing. He sees inside of your mind, not as only as inside of your heart. Because the Bible says, out of the heart cometh the speak of the abundance of life. All of these things are happening, and everything that has been done to you, instead of you getting healed and separate and delivered, it's flowing out of your heart. It's coming from somewhere. And you want to know why God is not moving? Why you're not coming into the full presence of God? Because there's some things about you that you have not fully brought to God. If I'm telling God a half lie or a half truth, how can he give me a full healing? Verse 18, Genesis 2 and 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good for man shall be alone. I will make him a helper come parable, able to be likened to another similar. I have to pause here. Let's talk about the people that you're dating and that you're in, 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 in domingling with. The people you marry. And then you're getting mad and want to know why they're pulling you through hell. Sin would draw what's inside of you. How can two walk together unless they agree? You're drawing and you're picking things comparable to you. We're not allowing God to pick and choose for us. But you pick and choose what you want because of that sin nature. When you understand the fall of man in the book of Genesis, you will understand why there was a need for Jesus Christ to come into the scene. He was just not a good man or a righteous man. He was the man that broke the covenant that was between Adam and him from the beginning. That's why when you come from out of the world and you come into this new life, which is in Jesus Christ, when you accept him or be born again, that's what it is doing. You're coming from out of the broken Adam into the second Adam. But because you don't understand and sit at his feet, you continue to be in a whole place but broken. And you're still like Nicodemus in the blind. Are you really here who you say you are? Or, or, or is there another one coming? Because your eyes have not been opened. There's a process. And a lot of times you want to say that you're getting church hurt or the pastor or the five 
gospel ministry is doing something to you, but because you are so stiff-necked, because that worldly nature has to be broken off of you. That's one thing about it is, isn't it strange, brother, in the world, we can take it straight, huh? the gin straight, but when you come into God, you cannot take the truth and the whole arm of God like you should. You want to walk around like somebody's doing something to you, but you don't understand that you're twisted and you're toe up. So we run from the place that God has already done for us. I want to go to Genesis, the second chapter. I'm going to go now to Genesis 20. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. And this is what I want to go with. But from Adam, there was no form of a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Let's talk about this deep sleep. You got to be put to death before resurrection come. But you don't want God to deal with the deeper issues of your life that he can pull something greater out of you. But you don't want to put the flesh into a deep place in God. He pulled out a Eve, but God wants to pull himself out of you and wrap it around you. That's comparable to you to be your helper. Because when God does that, He's going to draw everything that's like him to love you. Verse 21. And he slept and he took one of the ribs and it says closed up the flesh in its place. You see God is so detailed. God said, I'm going to do it if you let me. Verse 22. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he placed it into a woman and brought her to the man. Everybody's rib is made the same but it doesn't have the same DNA. That's why you can't have Tasha's man, Joanne, and Joanne, you cannot have Danielle's man. Because he's gonna pull something that's like you to love you just for you. But I want what Trinity got because of the way he does this and that. Never satisfied. What's inside of us. We want God to go back and recreate what he's already done. He does not work like that because he's perfect. Everything about him is perfect. He's the ancient of days. There's nobody greater than our God, Jehovah. So you get on the mind of Satan and always trying to reproduce what was already here. There's nothing new underneath the sun. Satan just using the same tricks. Because of that Adam nature that you did not fully give over to God. 
Verse 23. And Adam said, this now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. When you leave your parents, why are they still in your home? Why are they still in your marriage? Let's go along. Why are they still in your relationship? They're not fully developed. Because when a person is full grown, it leaves the house and it don't come back. But what is happening in a the generation, they're leaving and coming back and staying with you. Matter of fact, they camping out and they putting you out your own house. They got more stuff in your house than you do. But that's what you put inside of them when you're not mature enough. So when you're birthing out these things because you don't understand what you were putting in them from the beginning was yourself. It was never, never what God had created or ordained for you. And then when you marry and attach yourself to somebody that is half grown, you produce something else that's half grown and you expect your children to be better. Then how can they be better when the mom and daddy were half themselves? In order for God to come in and do something, he wants to make that man whole. He wants to make that woman whole, but in order that to happen, you got to have God on the inside that he can produce everything that you need and it will come to you, so God will do all of these things if we allow him to do it, and you want to know why it's hell in the house and no peace in your home. God's got a lot of work to do. You see the issues, you see the problems in your home and in your life. But yet, you still want to hide behind something. Your fictitious, immature ways. You don't have the mind of Christ, but you got all the wisdom to do evil. God has to be birthed out of you. And in order for a change to happen. Because whatever it is that's in you, you draw those things that's like who you really are. But yet you want to act like it's not you. But why are you drawn to confusion? Why are you drawn to sickness and diseases? Why are you drawn to crazy, stupid, unclean things all the time? Why are you hanging around all of these things that you know is not good? But yet you'll look at them and... and, and, and uh, Talk about them or you'll bring a light to whatever it is on them, but don't let nobody bring a light to your sin because you can't handle it. But that's the way it is. The devil don't never like to be exposed, huh? but he'll let you expose everybody else. Huh? But he won't let you expose who he is living on the inside of you. Huh? You need to come into the place and understand huh? that the power of God, huh? that rib that was taken out of you, huh? God wants to come in and redo whatever it is in your life. He's going to put himself in that place in your life. Huh? He's the first Adam in your life. He, he's the one that brought you up from a marvelous pit. Huh? He's the one that brought you up from, from out of the mark, marble and clay. Huh? He's the one that's done all of these things in your life. Huh? God wants to bring something marvelous. Huh? God wants to bring something beautiful huh? out of the pit, huh? out of the dung of your life. Huh? You need to allow God to come in huh? and do it now. Huh? You came in the pit of mess, huh? but you can come out of the pit beautiful. You need to understand something. Huh? God wants to explode up out of you. Huh? He he wants to bring forth your true nature. He wants to bring forth what you can call it and choose it and pick it according to what he has put inside of you. But when you don't have the mind of Christ, we are not born by the power of God. You're going to call and produce and name things according to what it is inside of you. But you can do that when you got the mind of Christ. That lets you know that God trusted Adam. But can God trust you? Let's go to Genesis. Now the serpent, Genesis 3, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God 
indeed said, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of this tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Why would he not want you to eat it and touch it? You need to deal with your eating and touching. You need to deal with why you just have to have it. And see, when sin is being birthed, it causes you to eat of something forbidden. But in order for you to eat it, you're going to have to touch it first. See, it's strange how you want to think that uh, it just walks up in your door. You had to touch sin to bring it to your house. And the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. I want to show you something. I got to go back to Jeremiah 2. For my people are foolish. God gives you instructions. But you're foolish. Because you have not allowed the word of God to soak in you. I told you that deep sleep was to put away the dead man. Of the flesh. But you don't want that. You just want to stay awake. But Tasha tell you, when they're doing real serious surgery, they put you to sleep. Because the body can't take it. It's going to mess with the neural, the neural systems, which is in your brain. It's going to mess with your cells and your organs. They're going to have to move some things aside. It's going to put your body in a place of chaos. God said, in order for me to do what I got to do and the power that I want to release, that's going to cause you to rise up and to do what I called you to do. I got to put a deep sleep in you huh, so I can pull out what the old man huh, has done to you, the man of sin, huh, the man that's caused all of these things huh, because they understood what your mom and your daddy had done to you. They understood huh, what the world was going to do to you. Huh. It understood before you even stepped out of your mother's womb. Huh, you were born and conceived and shaped in iniquity. Huh. But God said, I got to step inside of you huh, that I can move out the old man, huh, that I can move out all of this false blood, huh, that I can take away this mind. Huh. I can come in and do what I have to do huh, because I saw down the road huh, sickness was going to get you. Huh. I saw what cancer was going to overtake you. Huh. I saw that your eyesight and your touch was going to cause you to go astray. So I had to allow this thing to happen to you. I saw a sin of fall. What's the fall? I saw a sin when you were 60 and 30 years old, not just when you were one and two. But you don't trust me. Because they had no knowledge of me. But I had knowledge of you. I looked down 42 generations with a blink of an eye. And you can't even see past the next minute. But you don't trust me enough to do the work inside of you. And you allow Satan to creep in and deceive the instructions I gave you from the beginning. 
And you want to know why you're walking around huh, in this crazy disarray, huh, this spirit of delusion and confusion. You want to know why you're walking around huh, in this state that you are huh, because you have not really turned it over to me. Huh. You have not really come all the way in. Huh. You're still on the outer court, huh, but I want you to come on the inner court. Huh. I want you to come into the place of the Holy of Holies. I want you all the way in. Huh. Why at this state in your life? Huh, why are you still struggling? Huh, why are you still fighting with me. Why is it that you still trust me to a certain place? And now, and when I want to come in closer, you don't want to trust me for the full process. I can stick you up, and just like he did with Adam, there wasn't a scar, there was nothing else. When God does the surgery, it is not like man. Man cut the skin, and you're going to got a mark for the rest of your life. But when God comes in and do the spiritual surgery, there's nothing else. There's no marks. There's nothing that's there. It was like it was there from the beginning because the ancient of days understands science and technology. It understands dark matter. It understands rays. It understands the vibes from the sun. He understands everything. Why would you think that he created man to stand in the sun? The sun gives you vitamins. It gives you all type of things. But when you are in darkness all the time, the skin gets dark. You got to understand something. It does something to the mind. Why are you trying to stay in a dark place? Why are you starting to stay up in the moon? God said, I done brought you out. Only there for a short season. But now you allow the moon, the sun, and the rays. You're not even allowing these things in your life to be in the certain places in your life. You need to understand what God is saying. You need God to come in. God said, come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Why are you sitting? there, huh? moaning and groaning, huh? and if the bob is almost at the door, huh? the signs and the seasons are changing, huh? but yet you're looking for a sign. Huh? God said, I don't have to tell you a sign. Huh? I left it in my word. Huh? You can't even comprehend the basic things. Huh? You can't even comprehend the simplicity of why I came down on the cross to die for your sins. Huh? All you think that I am huh? is a genie to mess you and bless you and, and all of these kind of things huh? and to give you everything that you want. You have lost perspective of me and what I'm truly about. All you understand is what you want. You still allow the serpent to deceive you from the beginning. God says, I'm trying to prepare you for revelations. I'm trying to prepare you for a higher calling in me. But you're sitting there moaning and groaning. You're sitting there complaining in your dark matter. But we don't want to come from behind the fig leaves. We want to continue to go scratching. Because sin is unpleasant. That's what they did. Let's go to Genesis, the seventh chapter. Genesis 3, 7. Let's go up to six. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to her eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of it, its fruit, and ate. She also gave it to the husband with her, and he ate. You know why? They were hand in hand, because they came from out of the same place. When you pick and choose what is like you that's comparable, you both subject to the same doom and destruction. So it's easy for you to be gullible. So you wanna know why you're so gullible? Or is it I'm gullible, I'm just like who I am? So when it came out, I just couldn't resist. 
to see and understand this. A lot of times, we don't want to see this. But before we go there, I have to go back to Genesis 2. I got to deal with verse 25. And they were both naked, the man and the woman, and were not ashamed. This is before the foul. Because there's nothing to be ashamed about. Because sin had entered in. I want you to see this. Let's go back to Genesis 3 and 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. In Genesis 2 and 24, they were not ashamed, but sin brings shame. So they took what was near them. Some scholars said they were big trees, big fig leaves. And they sowed something that was going to cause their sin to itch for more. I'm just itching for this thing. They said fig contains latex, which is causes you to itch. So we don't understand sometimes all of these things that happen in our lives. But see, now we're dealing with an elevated spirit. It doesn't cause you to hide behind the fig leaves. Because society has told you because you never allow God to really come in and deliver you. So that's why you're bold with what you're doing. And society is going to continue. You got to understand when sin is full grown, it brings forth, it brings forth death. But you don't understand that the death that you're walking into is the death that you will not see the second coming of Jesus Christ. And when you die your sins and go to judgment, then guess what? That is it. You have been in a place of torment. But Satan is not telling you this. That's why sin in your children and the next generation that's falling down your bloodline is getting stronger and wiser to do evil. And this is what is happening. I want to tell you something. They understood their condition, which was both spiritually naked and physically naked. They understood it. Because the knowledge of good and evil was dwelling there. Without Jesus Christ shedding his blood and as a mender of the bridge that was broken, that's why he's the second Adam. And if you're not walking in that second Adam, you're always walking contrary and double-mindedness. Because you're not single-minded in Christ. Because you still are hiding some things. My sins. Behind something that's still itching for more. I'm not comfortable with it, but yet I can't let it go. So now you're in this spiritual battle and you're in this physical battle. And it's a constant tug of war. You don't want God to fully heal you and fully deliver you. But yet you trust a doctor. You trust somebody else. Huh? But yet you will never come all the way into God. And freely I give, freely shall you receive. So you're constantly in this spiritual warfare. They didn't have warfare in the beginning. Because God was ruling 
We ain't allow Satan to come in. That's why our child is pure and innocent until sin comes in or until learned behavior steps in. And that's why we continue to teach the next generation sin. You teach them a little of the word, but how much are you really presenting of the word? We're not doing that. We're not allowing God to come in. I want to tell you something. They made an attempt to cover what they had done by fabricating root, some rudimentary, rudimentary clothes out of material that were readily available to them. We grab a hold of something that's close to us. And let me tell you about rudimentary. This is what this means. Involving a limited to what? Basic principles. Rudimentary. Immature. So they grab something immature. You grabbing these immature friends, huh? or you driving these immature things in your life huh? that still doesn't have basic skills to teach you right. It can only teach you evil, because that's what you grab for. Never coming up into the truth. Always struggling with sour milk but he's got the meat of the word, but yet my people won't eat. Sin will always keep you in a place of immaturity. You will never get a full revelation because the Bible says, come out from among them and be separated. You're not trying to come out from immature things, but yet you want the deeper things of God. God cannot give you the overshadowing, the fullness of his anointing because you have not allowed him to come in fully. How can you put new wine in an old wine skin that's going to bust? God said, I can't, I destroy it before I let my spirit reside with something evil. So God said, before I really step my full self in you, I'll, I'll back away before, because if I step inside of you because of the sin nature which was in you, it would destroy you. It, you would die on the scene. You would just explode. Because I cannot dwell in an unclean temple. But you want this. But God said, you don't want me. That's why everybody don't get the Holy Ghost. You got the tarry for it. I don't care what they're telling you on YouTube and internet. It is dunamis power. It's explosive power. That's why there's a preparation for it. Because you, man from the beginning, could not take the full presence of God. In the beginning they did, but then when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, he had to come up with another plan. But you want this power. You want this presence of God in your life. But God was trying to do the work in the beginning. When he took that rib out and put himself in. But you was not ready. See, you can say that you're ready. You can say that you want this and that. But yet, if you did not prepare this body for the full presence of God, it would destroy you. It would eradicate it. And I said, how bad do you want it? But you always wanting this knowledge. And when you're wanting a knowledge above God's knowledge, 
That's satanic power. That's why it is easy for you to remember evil things and can't remember the word of God. See, because full-grown meat will satisfy and bring the body in a state that is not craving everything. You ever notice that we're eating all of this junk food because we're in this society? But if you would eat a solid meal, half of us won't be overweight the way we are. That's the way sin is. Sin always got you nipping and grabbing and your spirit is full of all type of junk. Huh? And you want God to come in. God can't come in all of this. You don't want to be delivered huh? and then you get delivered and then you go back and do the same thing. Huh? That's why God is allowing a whole lot of things to happen in our lives because we have not come into the place of maturity. So God's got to take you, huh? uh, which was a three days journey. Huh? He's got to take you uh, 40 years in the wilderness. And you want to know why you're still going through the same thing. Huh? Because God said you have not learned your lesson. I deal with so many people. They suffer from the same symptoms. Huh? The doctor will tell you, if you don't stop doing this, you're going to have these symptoms. And guess what? It's going to get worse. Huh? That's the way God is. God will allow you to continue to go around because he's the healer. He's the doctor. Until you get full of yourself. Huh? He said, I'm not going to let it kill you. Huh? I'm just going to spare your life. And you'll suffer with this element in your body. And that is what's happening. People suffering like they never suffered before. Because we're still trying to hide behind the fig leaf. We still don't want God to come in and heal us. And make us whole again. We still like being fragmented. Some people have gotten to the place. They continue to walk in this because that's all they know, but yet they read the word, but the word has no comprehension to them. And they think they have read the scriptures and yet it's going to change their life, but yet they have no subconscious of what's going on. You got to get down to the root of the sin. You don't want to get down to the root of the sin. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis 1, 24 through 31. Results of the Gentiles' guilt. Guilt is a what? More emotion that occurs when a person believes or realizes, it says, equally or not that they have done, have, it says, compromised their own standards of condition or have violated universal moral standards and bear significant responsibility for the violation. Guilt is closely related to the concept of remorse, regret, as well as shame. And before we go, I wanna tell you something. If you look at society now, people are bearing more and more of their flesh. That's a sign of what is at work. The olden days, people did not focus, they covered up more. Because it was more about holiness. When I was growing up, a person wouldn't have the guts to come on the front row with a short dress on and a cleavage showing. Or men wearing tight pants showing all of their private parts. I want you to see the result of sin when it's full grown. Everybody's focusing on what they shouldn't be focused on and that is the flesh. Society or universal laws have to come into play because when God says certain things, it has to come out. But you sitting here with your self-righteous self and don't understand the scriptures. You don't understand that certain promises has to come to pass. Certain things have to come to pass when you break universal laws. Some, some laws or things are for the body. 
Some things in the Bible are for the earth in which we dwell in. Romans 1, 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Look and see what is happening. If you can't come from behind the fig leaves and let God heal you. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creator than the creation than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vow passions. For even their woman exchanged the nature used for what is against nature. Likewise, of oh, the man leaving the natural for the woman burned in their lust for one another. Man with man, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased, reduced in quality of value, So why would you think that you would have the same qualities and value when he's already debased you? That's why people are doing wicked and wickeder things. I told you Ichabob is going to be on the door. Ichabob used to be just something for the church or whatever, but it's all going to be on the people's houses. Some of these jobs are closing down. God is turning things over to a debasement. The more the world becomes corrupt, the more values are going to be diluted. But then yet you acting like you shocked and surprised when universal laws have been violated. And why is the church so surprised? Because you have no conscience, because you are caught up in the universe and not the spiritual realm of the things of God. Because the people that's going to move forward in this type of life and society are the people that's really hooked up and tied up in, into the things of God. So they're going to understand, they're going to be able to move through where a person that doesn't understand what is happening and they're sitting in the church and they still are walking around like, why is God doing all of this? Why are these things happening? Why are they surprised? Because you don't understand the times in which you're living in. Because you caught up in yourself and you caught up in your sin and it's left you into a place that you know good and evil but yet you don't understand the things of God I'm not surprised but you got all the knowledge to stay in your sins but the knowledge of God you don't retain you don't retain it something happens you'd be the first one to have a nervous breakdown and your children are looking at you, well, mom and dad, you got, what happened to Jesus? He's the first person to leave because he was never really there. God cannot leave a place that's strong. God leaves, God does not reside in a place that he's not wanted. If your salvation is weak, guess what? Your God or your ideal or ideology of God will leave first because he's not there. He's not where he should be. That's why you need to check not only the subconscious of your mind, but you really have to check what is deep down inside of you. Why are these things happening? Why you keep stumbling and falling? You got to understand something. <laughs> Even the military gets rid of the things that continue to fall and come up against what is said and done. They'll kick you out, but God will let you struggle with it. He'll let you there because he loves you. He's not going to do anything to violate you or to hurt you, but you allow it to do it to yourself. God is not allowing these things to happen 
in my life. It's because of the negative energy. It's because of the things that I'm involved in and, and I'm using witchcraft in the word and then I want to know why God is not honoring his word because you've taken it and perverted it. You have interchanged what God is saying and that's what Eve did in the garden when she interchanged what Satan had said and then took on what his laws were in the world and you want to know why all of these things are happening. It is there in the scriptures. Can you read it for your understanding and your deep knowledge of what he's really about? Jeremiah 4, and I keep reading it in 22. For they, for my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are silly children, and they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. It's just hard for me to do the right thing. It ain't hard to serve God when he's truly the foundation and the core of your existence. It's hard. Romans. One and 29. But being filled with what? All unrighteousness. Sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, malicious, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are, it says right here, whisperers, backbiters, hate, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. That means you have the ability to create. What do you mean? How you do that? You despise how you're going to plot and plan for people to fall. You wake up and scheme and put it together. And you set it up. God got you too. Disobedience to parents. Undeserving. Untrustworthy. Unloving. Unforgiving. Unmerciful. Look at all of what he's saying. And you can go to Romans 8, 35 through 39. You can go to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. It talks about the works of the flesh. It's in the word. Why are you stumbling and falling? It's in a few places. Let's go to Genesis. Judgment of man. Genesis 3. And I'm going to skip around. This is why I serve God. Because God had a plan. And the plan will work if you allow it. Everything that is happening, even from the creation, even down to how God is going to come in and redeem man that wants to be redeemed. You got the want to be redeemed. If you don't want to be redeemed, it is not going to happen. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God 
among the trees of the garden. And 2.20, Genesis 2 and 24, what? They were not ashamed. Now they are ashamed because sin has stepped in. Sin brings about shame and remorse. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I, have, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Can you come from behind the fig leaves? At this time, they had sown the fig leaves. God knew that they were out of their natural habitat or creation. Your habitat is your environment. They were out of their natural conversation or uh, communing with God. When you fall into sin, it brings you out of your regular communion with God. There's a certain way that you enter into the presence. When the cooling of the day, when God came to visit them, they were just stood up and before him, and they didn't care because there was no shame, so God can see all of me. So you can't hide. For something that created you, which is Lord God, he knows you better than you know yourself. Matter of fact, he knows what you're going to do 2023, and you don't have an idea. Your movements, your ways, your talk, he's already there, existing in that day. I told you he's omnipresent, omnipotent. And omniscient. You cannot ride, hide from him. Job said, if I go here, if I go there, make my bed here, he's already there. So when you run upon him, he said, guess what? I'm already here. Let's go on. And he said, who told, he says, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to me with me, she gave it to me of the tree, and I ate. He already knew where it came from. Because she came from out of him. They walked as one. Their minds were as one because it was ordained by God. When you see people that God has handpicked, they're one. When you see they're one, they got the same mind at all times. Now the people that you pick, you don't know what they're going to do. That's why they charge, spend money. They do all this, come out with a brand new car. Don't call you. You pick it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. The first part of Genesis 3 and 14 is the curse upon the Satan. It's what he's cursed upon the Satan. The second part is what he's done for the woman. And I want you to see this. Let's read this. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put intimate between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Let's talk about that. That is God saying, I'm going to come through a woman. Because see, at that point, God was a spirit. That's called proto-evangelism.
That's why when Jesus Christ came down in the form of a woman and he was able to bruise the head of Satan on the cross. No man take my life. I got the power to lay it down. I got the power to pick it up. And he bruised his head. He took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Verse 16 is the curse he put on woman. You can read it for yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. Look at the order. He dealt with the person that caused the sin. He was in the middle. And then he's dealing with the woman and the man and put them out of the Garden of Eden. Everything in the Bible is structured. God always deals with your adversaries because he's in the middle between you and your enemy. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name I pray.